Hi, I'm Raymond. And I'm Ellery. And you're listening to... Two-Sided Quest. The show where we play a two-person RPG and then discuss what we've learned. Uh, Now, we're playing in a bit of an echoey room today. I I hope you will oblige us that indulgence. Um, What are we playing today, Ellery? Um, Today we're playing Mars Colony. Uh, which is a uh, another fiction-first RPG uh, about a failing colony on Mars. Uh, it's it's very dire. Uh, I'm playing uh, the role of the saviour, Kelly Perkins, who is tasked with the impossible. Uh. Indeed, and I will be playing the role of the governor. Um, which just means that I'm going to be... Also known as the GM. Indeed, basically. <laughs> uh, so we've got, you know, a big organisation chart. Now, part of um, a few things about the setup for this game I want to talk about before we jump into it is that um, we have some resources that we're going to move around. Um, so what are these called at the moment? Uh, these are... Admiration. So we have nine admiration tokens, and as play unfolds, we're going to move them to deception and contempt. Um, well, we might. We might. We might I not mean, have to. I could have a perfect run. You could ha- somehow have a perfect run. Yeah, true. well, look, I'm, I'm positive. Um, Perhaps we should run through a little bit of our uh, political setup. Yes, I was going to get to that. I just wanted to get the resources stuff out of the way. Um, so... Uh, As part of our setup, we wrote down some fears that we had about our current real-world government. So we've done three each and uh, revealed two and shuffled the rest together. Mm -hmm. Um, So the one that I revealed was, the refugee crisis highlights my government's lack of compassion. And mine is, ignoring the facts, unaware and unprepared for a global environmental crisis. Uh, so we used those as kind of guiding lights and touchstones as we uh, set up some stuff about the colony. Our colony has four political parties. Uh, the first one, which we've elected to be the Red Party, is the Socialist Equality Party, uh, but it's only a minority. Uh, the dominant party, uh, the Blue Party, is the Family First Party. All, all of these are Australian political parties and can be found on Wikipedia if you're interested in more about them. And most, uh, most of these are current or were current until recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, our third party, the Yellow Party, is the Arts Party, which is pretty much what it says on the tin. And fourth is the, the Green Party is the Secular Party. Uh... And so our Secular Party and our Socialist Equality Party are both minority. Our Yellow Party is fringe, and as we said before, uh, our Yellow Party, the Arts Party, is fringe. And our Family First uh, Party is our dominant, dominant. as Ellery said earlier. Um, uh, And what were some other things we did? Uh, Some some of the people within our colony's organisation are known... Or suspected to be associated with certain groups, which we will see as we go. That'll be revealed. Uh, And we also have uh, some colony health markers. Uh, So uh, the colony health markers are social unrest, uh, population and education. 
And Ellery and I have had some discussions about how we're going to portray those, and you'll see that as we go. Um, Kelly Perkins, this particular Kelly Perkins also has a, a sympathy. Uh, it is uh, generated as a, a sibling with, uh, with political power. Um, and it is uh, Beatrice Matthews, um, who is uh, Kelly's elder sister um, and aide-de-camp to the leader of the family first party. Kelly Perkins herself is uh, 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 more closely affiliated with the Socialist Equality Party, so there is some uh, tension between them over that. Mm. Uh, Cool. Uh, So... Uh, gameplay begins with the saviour narrating a vignette that introduces Kelly Perkins. Mm. Uh, so uh, Kelly is uh, she's on a she's on a shuttle. Uh, we've uh, arrived in in Martian space, um, and uh, and as she's uh, um, staring out a window at. Uh, at, at the mostly black sky filled with stars in, in the direction of Earth, but of course you can't see it. Uh, um, and looking wistful, uh, she, her hand hovers over the, uh, 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 a high-tech communicator. Um, she's thinking about calling home, but decides not to. Um, uh, it would be... Uh, uh, t- too painful to to make contact uh, at this distance. Um, uh, this Kelly uh, is is dressed professionally, crisp. Uh, uh, she it, it's clear that she is uh, used to presenting herself well in a public setting. Um, and there's a buzz of an intercom uh, as uh, 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 the. Again, another professional voice. Ms. Perkins, you're clear to dock. Fantastic. Uh, So we see the shuttle descend onto a... Is this an orbital dock? Do do we have a Mars... uh, A space elevator? Mm, Yeah, why not? Sure. I do love space elevators. So yeah, I think the shuttle like clamps on to this orbiting counterweight or geosynchronous counterweight uh, and we sort of see through the transparent gangways and tunnels uh, Kelly moving towards the centre and then through the drifting of the camera and the motion we see it descend down the elevator um, cool uh, during each scene of the play, you should feel free to draw from any material generated during preparation. The players take turns. Yeah. Um, I guess we do a scene. Yep, so we alternate scenes now. Um, you, either of us can call upon personal scenes. You can present challenges. I can mm. present solutions when you present challenges. At any time we're feeling a bit stuck, we can flip another card mm. of real-world fear. Um, or, you know, call upon anything else, really. 
I am reading, so the type of scene that I can enact and only I can act is called an opposition scene, and I'm just reading quickly what, uh, reminding myself what those do. So they set up, uh, threats. I think it's like the, the one of the challenges presents itself in mm. a rather oppositional way. Uh, it's brought to Kelly's attention mm. more directly. I think we might start with, um, a personal scene. Hmm. Um, so I think you arrive, uh, in the colony, mm-hmm. um, how, how is the, where is the el- space elevator situated in relation to the colony's large dome? Uh, well, it's, a, it's quite distant, uh, spatially, but in terms of time it's very close because they, um, have amazing bullet trains. Ah, so it's, you know, you take the bullet train from the mm-hmm. elevator to the colony. Cool. So I think as you uh, descend the... Kelly descends the elevator and gets off, there's a... There's uh, a man there uh, waiting to greet her. Um, a man in a, a kind of a military... Outfit. It's very subsumed. If it is military, um, it's not fancy. It's very directed to the point. Um, and uh, he sticks out a hand towards uh, towards you and says, "Ah, Miss Perkins." Uh, Miss. Uh, yes. Miss Perkins. Uh, I uh, am Chief of Security uh, Lloyd's. Uh, I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to help you uh, get acclimatised here and show you to your quarters. Oh, well, thank you very much. Uh, on the way, could you please uh, uh, run me past the uh, the mayor's office uh, and the location of the uh, what's the word um, the the civil services quarter? I guess. Yes, of course. Uh, the the uh, the train actually uh, comes out right near there, so. Uh, this one, and he leads you to a, a short uh, kind of. Um, you come to a platform, and there's sort of two uh, train tracks there, and one has this kind of single car um, train there, and the other one has this large kind of freight train thing, and you board the uh, little personal car. Uh, and uh, you, you take a seat, and a few other people file on, and you start to zoom towards the uh, towards the habitat. And as you're uh, zooming along, uh, the police, the police chief, the security chief, um, roll, starts to roll up his sleeves to the elbow, and you see him folding them very precisely. And on his forearms, you see. Each one has an elaborate set of tattoos. Uh, and on one, you see the markings of various, various uh, uh, gangs and uh, whatnot from Earth. Um, and on the other, you see um, what appears to be um, some kind of, it almost looks like barcodes, but in more, 
not just straight lines, but it is reminiscent of barcodes. And you recognize those as uh, the markings of uh, the Socialist Equality Party. Mm. Only members would even be able to read them blind. Uh, most uh, read them with scanners, either implanted into eyes or on their comms devices. Mm, cool. Lloyds. Uh, uh, um, an interesting juxtaposition, Lloyds. I wonder if you can introduce me to uh, some of the socialist equality party in this area as well. Uh, he just kind of nods towards you. says, I think that could be arranged if you have the right passcodes. He sort of flexes the arm that has the barcodes written on it. Am I aware of what this is? Yes. I think that they are both... I think they tell the story of your involvement. I think it's a... I think it's a thing where you... where if you scan them, um, they display, like, a list of achievements, you know. I... I was involved in this strike. I... I was uh, at this rally. It's it's your political history with mm. with this faction, and I imagine it's also part rap sheet. You know, I was, I took part in this riot and was arrested. <laughs> Yay! Mm. All right. I burned I, I burnt down this uh, greedy politician's house and managed to not get caught. Well. Not if you go around with it printed on your arm. Well, you'd need to have the right barcode scanner to read them. Yeah, all right. Uh, <laughs> um, Kelly certainly doesn't have one of these tattoos. Uh, <laughs> At least know whether they can see. At least not that anybody knows. Uh, um, <laughs> I assure you that uh, I have the clearance. Um... Uh, and after a, a few uh, more minutes, uh, the bullet train arrives into this central quarter, and uh, you're you're divulged uh, into this. Uh, it's very tight, uh, but well maintained. Um, there's lots of planter boxes uh, with plants growing in them and things uh, and he leads you towards the um, towards the town hall basically mm. which is not too far from the train um, and uh, he sort of waves you past an immigration checkpoint um, and says don't worry I've, I've uh, pre-cleared you uh, so you won't have to worry about any of that Kelly also does not approve. <gasps> she could be some sort of cloned assassin. Who knows? <laughs> uh, and uh, as you come to the town hall, uh, so is there someone I could help you find, or? Uh, yes. After this uh, 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 <laughs> initiation, is the wrong word. After this. Um, What's the word when you show a new place? Uh, um, um, 
I mean, induction would work, but that's not what you mean. No, that's fine. After this induction, uh, there is somebody I'd like to track down, actually. Uh, one Beatrice Matthews. Sure. Um, um, would you like me to take your bags to your apartment, or...? I can manage them myself. Thank you. Okay. So um, he leads you to the mayor's office. That's who you wanted to see, yeah? Um, yes. Uh, but mostly just to know my way around in the future. Yeah. So like you, you get shown through the town hall, you meet the mayor, because this is meant to be focused on your personal life. So you meet yeah. the mayor and a few other people, and then you, uh, and then, uh, you get a call on your communicator from... Uh, it's a message... From Lloyd saying, uh, here's the uh, block ID for where you can find uh, Beatrice. Uh, I have some errands to attend to. Sure, cool. We see you, you know, winding your way through uh, the the streets of Mars Colony. Um, Yep, and I'm going to call that a scene. Cool. Uh, and the next scene will also be a personal scene. Cool. Um, uh, after a after a pretty full day of uh, of um, uh, looking at the maps of the city and uh, and exploring where where things are and and meeting all the people that she uh, will need to interact with over the next uh, few weeks to months. Uh, Kelly has uh, returned uh, to her, um, uh, her, her home, uh, uh, her temporary home. Um, it's uh, it's clean and, and, and well furnished, but not lived in, uh, as you would expect a home to be. I have a question. Mm-hmm. Did... Kelly have like any belongings shipped in advance of her, or did she like send specifications for how she would like her home to be prepared, and then let them sort it out, or did you just say, oh, just just I'll I will I will furnish it when I arrive? Uh, I think that um, uh, she hasn't sent through specifications. Um, there's just the expectation that it will be up to scratch, but right. I also think that the um, the colony uh, that, that 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 hasn't been something that hasn't worked out. The uh, the yeah. colony has equipped her with a well furnished um, uh, 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 establishment. Um, I think that Kelly travels very light. She's got uh, just a, a a single large travel case that has. Uh, clothes and personal items, um, uh, and uh, and she uh, is not intending on replacing any of the furniture. I uh, I'm right now thinking about the shortest plausible travel time from Earth to Mars, and it's six months. Mm. Well, mm, yeah, right. The longest is <laughs> several years. <laughs> Mind you, six months is it's not terrible. It's, it's a moderately long cruise. Yeah, well, it's a pretty long cruise. Um, it'd be amazing, though. Yeah, cool. Uh, anyway, she, uh, she um, oh, takes a big sigh as she 
um, uh, derobes the, the, the professional outlook that she's been wearing all day, uh, meeting, greeting people, um, and reclines into a sofa and pulls out her communicator and, and looks at these um, block coordinates for Beatrice. Mm. Um, finally, she she gets up. She makes herself a, a cup of tea. She um, she gets herself all organised. She sits down again and she calls. Uh, she calls the number. Um, I think it rings for the longest time and you think that maybe Beatrice is too busy to answer or maybe she's not going to answer at all and then probably right before it's about to ring out it answers so what's Beatrice's last name? Matthews Uh, hello you've reached Beatrice Matthews how may I be of assistance? Uh, Beatrice uh, it's, it's Kelly I've arrived Kelly. Kelly, yes. Um, and you, you sort of get the sense that she's covering the communicator and saying something to someone else. Um, she's, yes, yes. Um, how was your trip? Uh, well, long, of course. But um, I'm, I'm, hoping that, I'm hoping that we can really put our best foot forward. I, I know that it hasn't been easy for you here. Hmm. After our falling out. Oh, so there was a falling out. Mm. Okay. Um, well, uh, so, so um, where, where have they stuck you? Oh, you know, I'm, uh, Kelly is in uh, uh, the outskirts of well, actually, I think uh, I think uh, of Mars uh, is is decentralised a little bit. So there's got a, there's, there are hu- there are hubs of activity, but residential areas are um, are quite mm. far apart. Uh, so Kelly is in the uh, uh, is, is in a residential area like any other. Um, Does this residential block have a name or or is it a number is it a colour maybe um it uh, maybe they take their names after like plants uh it can be um it can be white bridge white white bridge yeah I mean that works uh oh well uh that's 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 a fine a fine block, I, I suppose. Uh, you know, it's, it'll it'll do for now until we can find you somewhere more appropriate. Hmm. Kelly's Kelly's thinking. Uh, maybe we should catch up, but she can't quite. Uh, when when Beatrice says. Uh, when Beatrice uh, becomes a little aloof, Kelly backs off. She's like, oh, I'm not sure about this anymore. Um, uh, instead, she um, uh, she says, well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there'll be more than enough opportunities for us to um, uh, get together sometime. 
Uh, mm, yes, definitely. Uh, well, well uh, of course, uh, Kelly, I'm looking forward uh, to us working together over these next few months to, in, in the best interest of the, of the colony, and I, I look forward uh, to seeing you soon. Um, but I, I have to get back to work. I have a lot uh, on my plate. Uh, Indeed. Kelly is filled with positivity. Uh, and Beatrice waits for you to hang up. All right. Great. Cool. I'll call that a scene. Cool. Is there anything that happens at the end of personal scenes? I don't think so. No. Cool. They're just what we do. In cool. Between Let's doing try things. An opposition scene. So, what are social and population education? Yeah. And we only get nine of these. I only get nine of these. Okay. Um. I think I think population I think we cut to um, you and the uh, and representative um, Mariana who you got to know a little bit on the ship up, uh, on the trip here she's a member of the Earth Coalition ah yes uh, and she's, you know, you, she takes you to the uh, one of the schools. I, I, there's like it says that there are thousands of people um, that signed up for the colony. So how many schools do we think they have? I think it, they're probably like all inclusive schools. I can't imagine you'd have enough people to have like primary. Well, I think uh, a lot of the, the the basic schooling happens in virtual reality from home. Okay. Uh, so so uh, primary school and even the kind of middle school stages are all um, you you attend by via headset. You sit in a virtual ah, class. So maybe it's more about they have socialization spaces um, more than actual educational. Business. Well, and I think that once you once you st- once you get a bit older and start to specialize in a particular field, mm. um, uh, there's there's meant to be a, a, a large number of institutions. Uh, that that teach those different things, but that's that structure hasn't hasn't mm. really made its way into common usage yet. Mm. Um, so I think rather you, than universities that teach a wide range of things, yeah, it's like it's like a specialized vocational school. Yeah. I think you have. Um, I think we see you spend the uh, this day with Maria uh, Mariana. Sorry, um, touring. Um, some of the vocational uh, places or, or uh, you hear someone refer to them as guild halls at one point uh, and you go to um, this agricultural um, place um, where they're teaching how to maintain you know plants and, and farms and things like that but there's a f- there's a focus on maintaining Plants that are for beautification, which is important to a colony, but there, there seems to be a lack of um, direction on and information being taught about growing food crops and mm. things like that. Um, and then you go to 
Another school, another uh, vocational area where there's there's like two or three students in this whole place, um, and this is uh, this is the uh, I think this is um, a school that teaches about actual. Um, dome construction mm. so like building new Martian megastructures for building cities within yep. and they seem to be yeah there's only three students here yeah this is this is a bit dire. I, I ask if um, well if, if the civil engineering sector uh, civil engineering sector is so small and uh, uh, is there is there another engineering guild hall? Uh, uh, I asked to see the, the next one. Uh, oh yes, definitely. So Maria says yes. I I, I, I second uh, Kelly's uh, Kelly's suggestion, and so you move to. Um, I would describe it as how would you personal architecture, I suppose. So it's houses and. And things like that, and they're like, and and you come into a lecture that's talking about how um, uh, the correct way to currently you can do like if you if you're towards the center of town you can build a four story house maximum. If you're at the edge of the town, two stories about as high as you can go. One story is probably what most people are going to be able to fit in, uh, but. Uh, up until recently, the maximum depth you could build a house was four stories. But they recently, uh, uh, one of the pioneer, one of the uh, elders of the guild, I suppose, pioneered a technique that allows uh, allows to build um, inverse pyramid housing that allows for a depth of six to seven floors to be reached. Mm. There's a huge focus on... This place is packed. There's like ten uh, rooms all filled with people um, having having discussions about, you know, how to, how to do decorative alcoves on houses and how to make the most of underground tapered uh, structures and... Um, whether whether to have discrete separate levels in a in an underground house or whether to have um, open plan flowing uh, levels where they all just sort of continuously turn into one another. Mm. So Kelly sees this and 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 she sees that something's something's seriously wrong here, um, but she doesn't she doesn't uh, link it to population yet. Uh, she links it to. The, the education clearly these education systems are strong but um, the the demographics within these fields are so unbalanced um, shall we move mm-hmm. into a, a progress so scene? now we can do a progress scene only Kelly can initiate progress scenes um, uh, and how much detail do I have to go to, into it's pretty so pretty progress specific. scenes during progress scenes Kelly implements a plan to stabilise the threat to the colony under one of the colony health markers, the rules of progress scenes can be formalized, are formalized and drive the game forward. So, yep. um, um, 
The scene type is personal or positional. Scene ends, active player becomes the inactive player. Another round begins with a new scene. Players repeat stage one to three. Progress. During a progress scene, the savior will try to generate as many health points as possible in one of the colony health markers. Health points measures. Uh, health points measure Kelly's progress. If the savior can generate 20 health points in one uh, marker, then Kelly has made significant progress towards stabilizing that part of the colony. If the savior can generate 40 health points in a marker, it's fixed. Then Kelly has stabilized. And another problem pops up. And another problem pops up. Part A the savior crosses off the next highest number listed on the character worksheet. We only get nine in progress things. Oh, right, right, right. Um, so I've crossed off nine because this is our number nine. If the savior crosses off the one, then the current progress scene will be the last full scene of the game. Part B, the savior declares which of the colony health measures Kelly Perkins will try to improve. Education. Cool. They then describe Kelly's goals, goal and plan. The plan is a basic outline of how Kelly is going to attempt to solve at least one problem associated with the chosen health marker. Goals may be large in scale. Plans may take hours, days, or even months to complete. The goal and plan are what Kelly hopes will happen, not necessarily what will happen. The savior not, should not pre-narrate any of the actions to come. Kelly's going to instigate a media campaign that uh, that prioritizes a, a selfless, selfless Martian outlook. She's going to instill in the minds of the people how uh, you've got to work for the betterment of the entire colony and put aside personal gain and personal satisfaction. There's also going to be a government subsidiary for civil uh, 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 um, disciplines, mm-hmm. um, including operation uh, and maintenance of existing infrastructure, in addition to um, development of new things. Oh man, I can't wait to talk about how the various groups feel about that. This uh, part C: the savior rolls both dice and adds up the results. So you roll two dice, I guess. Um, this total is the number of health points that the saviour has generated so far. My first roll is seven. I get to choose to keep them or roll again. <laughs> the saviour, part D, the saviour chooses to roll again or to quit and keep current total. I'm going to roll again. Really? You have meant, if you want to win, you have to roll about 20 points per progress scene. Uh... Without hitting ones, which is, of course, ridiculous. So if you get a one, what happens? If I get a one, then all the points I've, I've, um, I've earned in this entire progress scene, so that that seven that's now stable mm. are lost. Um, unless I form a deception. On. There is a catch, though. On any roll, including the initial roll, if one or both of the dice show a one, then the entire plan is a failure and the saviour has no health points. That's what I said. Yeah, 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 indeed. Sorry, um, I missed when I was looking at it without reading it. I've got seven, and I'm going to roll again. All right. It's a three and a four. It's another seven. So and we add these together? Yep. Cool. Um, so at the moment, I have 14 points. That's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, uh, What's the probability of rolling a one? Um, on one day is one in six. On two but, dice but is. Don't the chances change as we make more rolls? No. 
Oh, it doesn't? No, it's still, okay. it's, it's, it's still, uh, I thought I'm, the still, pro- I'm just putting more and more points on the line is right, what's right, going right, on. Right. So I thought maybe the, I'm not, I'm not very good at math or statistics. I thought maybe the probability of getting a bad result increased. Um, the probability of rolling at least one one on six dice is of course much higher than on two dice, mm. but those results are already set. Mm. So I don't have to figure them into a probability. Right. Okay, thing. cool. Um, I would like to do three, but I wonder whether I should... Um, no, Kelly's, Kelly's just getting started. She's really happy with these 14. Is your chance of rolling a one on two, two D6s... It's equal is to... It, is it two out of 12, technically? Um, it's uh, Hang on. So it's one over six plus one plus five over six times one over six which equals 5 over 36. A little bit of math, just uh, quickly, because I'm intrigued. 6 over 36 plus 5 over 36. The probability of rolling uh, at least 1, one on, on 2d6 is 11 over 36, I think. Okay, interesting. Um, cool. So that's roughly one in three. It's just a little bit under one in three because twelve over thirty-six. Oh, so is, after is after each roll, the player narrates Kelly's progress. So let's do. Oh, in fact, no, it is one in three because one in three because a du- I, this doesn't kind of double one. Okay. Um. No. Yes, it does. A double one is irrelevant. Okay. Uh, look. So, it's been a long time since I've done it. So, what happens? With, what is the out? So, we're meant to narrate as you roll. So, what what is this progress? Um, are we? I think we're meant to narrate after up. each. It says after each roll. Oh, okay, cool. So, yeah, after each roll, the player narrates Kelly's progress. The players do not need to narrate long descriptions, but should establish what Kelly has accomplished and what she still needs to do. Uh, part E, success. If the saviour quits, then Kelly's plan is considered a success. Okay. Um, the first roll represents I think it represents uh, some political backing mm-hmm. um, in that um, there are a number of other groups that think this is a good idea and they're on board. I think this I think that the at least some of the Earth Coalition supports this. Mm-hmm. Because we know that at least some of them are uh, part well, of the secular party. And Kelly Perkins has the support of the Earth Coalition at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think we hear rumblings of the Red Party. And the arts I think maybe the Arts Party are a bit concerned that there's too much of a focus on civil engineering and not uh-huh. enough of a focus on, you know, look, yeah. civil engineering is good, but to what end? Sure. If we're just going to expand and expand and expand, is that really what is best for Mars? Or should we be creating more open public spaces? Because there's, dis- there's a distinct lack of that um, in Martian architecture at the moment. But they're a French party, so no one cares. Ooh, shots shooted. And what was your next success? Uh, the next success, the the next success uh, represents um, uh, that that media component, that outreach, mm-hmm. um, uh, where we we run we run. Oh, not ads, please no. We we um, we fill a contemporary popular space. With this message, mm. um, sure. Uh, 
I wonder whether that is um, uh, 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 material in VR because uh, like superimposed on you know you don't have billboards in the future you have layer 36 which is devoted to uh, um, superimposed advertisements on every uh, the public the public AR band (laughs) cool um, except we're using the official government-sanctioned one. Nobody mm. else is allowed to. Well, yeah. you might be able to hack into it, but we haven't. Yeah. We've used it legitimately. Exactly. Um, um, I think perhaps the the family first party is a little bit worried about this too. Mm. Um, I remember when you were describing this plan earlier, there was something that stuck out to me about it not sitting with their goals. I'm just trying to remember what it was. Uh, putting aside personal satisfaction. Ah, uh, yeah, that was it. Um, I think that they're worried that um, you don't want people to be too selfless. I think they're a bit concerned that you might be attacking the traditional family unit. But at the same time, I think that um, the reason why Kelly really wants to push this hard, uh, and sh- and she and sh- well, she she feels the the desire to push this harder than she is. Mm. But the reason why she stops it too, instead of going for more, is that she's not really pulling in the support of the red or antagonising the blue yet. Mm. There's, there's there's still a lot more that she could do with this message. But she's playing it safe. She's holding her cards to her chest, and she isn't um, pulling in all of the political weight that she could. Mm. Definitely. Um, and I'm going to write those 14 hard-earned legitimate points uh, because... Part E, success. If they're the, going to be rare. If the savior quits, then Kelly's plan is considered a success. She may not have accomplished everything she set out to do, but more importantly, she hasn't failed. The savior adds all of the health points uh, they have generated to the appropriate health marker on the character worksheet. When a health marker is total reaches 40, we've already talked about that. The savior moves... Yeah, you get to move a token when it reaches 40. Yeah. Um, we're not doing part E failure because you succeeded. Uh, would you mind just summarising it for the listeners so that we don't have to do it in the future? That's an excellent point. Part E failure. If the saviour rolls a 1, uh, then Kelly's plan is a complete failure unless the saviour chooses to create a deception. So uh, on a 1, you lose all your points and move a token from ad- your, one of your 9 admiration tokens into contempt and you choose who that person is and why they hate you. Um, if, on the other hand, you choose to create a deception, you can keep your points, excluding the role that caused you to get a 1, but they are lie points. They are, uh, 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 and you have to describe how Kelly spins it so that people believe that she's succeeded even though she hasn't. Um, And instead of moving a token from admiration to contempt, you move it from admiration to deception. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lies and health points work exactly the same, and something is considered um, stable at 40 in total. Um, So you can can just... uh... You can convince everyone that the problem is solved. You can convince everybody that everything's okay because the premise of the game is that uh, it is in collapse regardless of whether you win or lose. Yes. Um, So when when you when as we briefly mentioned earlier, when Kelly solves one of these problems, we then generate a new problem. um, But uh, um, but it's also about. 
Kelly keeping her job and mm. and, it, and it reflecting if. if if Kelly did earn 40 in every problem, then the Mars quality may still fail, but it's not Kelly's fault. Mm. If she um, uh, if she's not able to, to stabilise things, then oh. the blame thing depends on her. The other bad thing about deception, so if there's five in contempt, you lose. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, so if you... If the people you, will successfully remove her. Um, um. Uh, uh, and the Earth Coalition is... is um, it's like she's uh, she loses the job. Apparently, um, if you roll double ones, uh, it's a scandal. Yeah, it's a personal humiliation for Kelly. Um, if you have tokens in deception, um, you get a double one result. Um, the chances of that increases. Oh, fun! When you have one person in deception, you get a scandal on a double one or a one two. Yeah, if you have deception that details deception and scandal, which we will get to when we get to them. Yeah, if you've got three tokens in deception, then you get a double. You get a scandal, a double one result on on a one one, one two, one three, one four, etc. Yeah. I think I want to do a personal scene. Sure. Um. I think Kelly's been here for a few months. Maybe? Uh, sure. Um, I want to. I want to see. Um, I want to see how Kelly uh, relaxes, and I also want to see what the Martian pastimes are. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think. We're at one of the few communal spaces. It's one of the early... um, It was originally like an agricultural space that was set up as part of the first early colonization while they were building the dome. So it's a pit with a glass piece over the top of it to let light in. Um, So it would have just grown like a crop of potatoes or wheat or something like just you know, a, a square kilometre of, of, of food. And now, um, it's got like, um, a grass, uh, or something growing in it. Um, I think it's probably a grass that has like, um, have you seen onion grass before? Oh, I, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Not so it's, it's got bulbs that you can actually eat. Yeah. So I think that's what it is. It's, it, it is food, but it looks like grass. And so what are people doing in this space? Uh, I think this is predominantly a space for, um, sitting and relaxing, uh, in that so there's not a lot of, uh, physical activity, but there might, there might be, you know, some, some Tai Chi or yoga in the park mm-hmm. kind of relaxing things. And, and Kelly's been invited along to this space with, by another person who she's had some contact with. Uh, do you want to look at this for that person? Uh, no, I want you to. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you've been invited by someone. I think that it is Sydney who... Uh, Sydney's a bit of a uh, young hotshot reporter uh, for the Martian News Network. Of course. 
Uh, and you and Sydney have been, you know... Well, uh, Kelly Kelly was a little bit tentative about teeing up this meeting, but but definitely knows uh, the benefits of having... Mm. Oh, I think we've been collaborating on this media project. Mm. Um, and she's re- well aware of how um, how uh, positive this, the, this relation could be for um, positive social change, mm. as well as her own position. Cool. Um... Uh, I think uh, he's. Uh, I think Sydney is a regular attender at one of these mm-hmm. activities and has brought Kelly along. Uh, sure. Kelly does find it hard to. Hmm. Are, they, are they doing Tai Chi or are they doing something else? Look, Tai Chi, great. I, I know nothing about Tai Chi, but it sounds nice. Uh, sure. Uh, I think. I think that you are doing Tai Chi. Why not? Because uh, everyone, everyone listening can envision what that looks like. Sure. Um, and so we 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 do we, we go through a session, mm-hmm. uh, and and Kelly is kind of like, oh yeah, you know, that was that was that was nice. But I think at the end, Kelly's probably surprised by how physically exertive it is because it's mm-hmm. a lot of like slow control of muscle. Mm. But at the same time she she feels the need to do something. Mm-hmm. She's just like, oh you know, it was nice but oh, I was getting a little bit bored. Um, okay. Uh, I she doesn't say that, that's, that's yeah. what she feels. So um, Sydney turns to you as you're, you know, <laughs> drinking some water. So uh do you want to maybe get out of here? Yeah, sure. And uh, where do the two of you go? We go to the variable gravity rock climbing uh, uh, park. Ah, uh, I'm not going to even begin to discuss how that may or may not work. Ha! <laughs> um, because I got nothing. Uh, um. Uh, I guess you can you can uh, control the slope of the rock face, but I'm sure that they... Uh... Actually, I can think of a way that... It, do you mean variable gravity as it feels like you're under, uh, like, earth gravity or something? Well, I imagine that if you can if you can change it to feel like you're under earth gravity, then you can either, in, like, uh, inc- increase it further or have an intermediary between Mars and Earth gravity. Um, so I can, I can actually think of a way you can do that. Great. Now, the simplest way is weights. Yeah. The more interesting and high-tech way is uh, you wear uh, magnetic... Well, not magnetic, but ferro-material, and you have a magnetic... Floor, yeah. So you increase the pull on the metal that you're wearing, and it it's makes you feel like you're gravity. under more weight. Yeah, great, cool. Because um, it increases resistance. And this is something that Sydney has never done. That mm. uh, is kind of a, a is is a much more engaging and interesting mm. activity that Kelly wants to pursue. Um, uh, this is this is her stress relief, pushing herself. Uh, physically. Uh, sure. So you guys are rock climbing. Mm. Um, I think this is probably like a deep pit or something. Oh, maybe it's not even a deep pit. It's probably just like there was a fissure in the rock 
And we thought, let's just, they just sealed it over. Mm. Oh, okay. I was thinking an artificial thing. Uh, but, but they don't yeah. need to because it's Mars. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so they just sealed the top of it so that they could put an atmosphere in here and just put a big, huge electromagnetic plate at the bottom of the canyon. Maybe you have to climb down before you climb up again. Oh, yeah. Sheep away. <laughs> I hate abseiling without having climbed. It's the worst. I find it much more frightening than climbing. Um, I'm going to call that a scene. Cool. Your turn. You are at this player. Um, let me have a little thing. Uh, I just didn't feel like flowing straight into a conflict no, I think, again. Um, it, it's it's uh, really sensible to have um, uh, a, a good amount of um, a personal scenes because otherwise you whip through the game without doing much character development. Mm-hmm. Um, it is surprisingly warm in here. Yeah, smells. Um, they they have to really pay attention to the the heating uh, to keep the uh, environment habitable. Mm. Um, they uh, decided to go for a, a subtropical climate for the Martian colony. Look, I'm sure that most people get used to it. <laughs> uh, I think um, I'd like to revisit this uh, the, the sympathy, mm-hmm. um, and I think that. Uh, um, Kelly uh, is at a, um, a fa- uh, is, is at a family first either a gala night a trivia fundraiser <laughs> that sort of excruciating terrible uh, social event that you know that if it's a trivia night it's going to be about like the bible great <laughs> <laughs> What did James say to Luke after the feast of something? Because I can't remember any Bible trivia um, off the top of my head. And so Kelly's sitting at um, uh, Beatrice's table using all of the diplomatic skills in her arsenal just not to commit the mortal sin of offending anyone, <laughs> uh, but is grimacing when nobody's looking. Uh, and uh did you have a plus one no did the invite allow you to bring a plus one and you chose not to uh i think you you had to rsvp Mm -hmm. um so and i rsvp'd as one person okay i think beatrice is trying to set me up with someone oh brilliant really cool um sure I mean, the classic setup is to try and uh, pair someone with a doctor, um, but I think that this is uh... here is a question that we should talk about, and is re- and relates to f- the family first party. Oh yeah. Um, what does Beatrice think? Kelly's sexual orientation is? Um, look, I haven't really thought about that, to be honest. Uh, I think that... Uh, I think that Beatrice would assume that Kelly is straight. 
Yeah. Uh, um, and I. And we can find out what Kelly's is in play if you'd rather. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so, uh, uh, as your Beatrice is. So, Kelly, uh, you've been on Mars for a few months now. Have, uh, how have you been finding it? Um, well, there's a lot of things to get used to, I guess, but, uh, but I'm, I'm, I'm finding the work really fulfilling. You know, Mark here has only been on Earth for, uh, has only been away from Earth for, for a little bit uh, longer than you. He came here six months before you. Is that so? Uh, yeah, I think Mark is, you know, uh... How does Mark look? I think Mark looks like a person that knows they're handsome. Mm. Uh, Which tells you a lot about what I think of Mark. (laughs) Kelly looks for potentially uh, uh, um, uh, usable skills in terms of the colony. Uh, do you look up Mark's uh, do you look up Mark's personnel file which you would have access to as the colony consultant look I think as my eyes flip across him my that, my that, AI Peter personal assistant um, automatically brings it just assumes my... that that's what you want and starts displaying his qualities around him off the off the left yeah. side of my vision yeah um um, I peruse them while absentmindedly chattering away to... Um, what is a quality that Mark has that Kelly thinks is deficient? And I will give you one that Kelly thinks is positive. Oh, okay. Um... Mark is... It can be personal or like an actual skill trend or something. Yeah, I think... Um... Mark is looking to build a new life here um, because he is escaping a uh, a lawsuit back on Earth. Yeah, you see that there's like pending lawsuit. Um, Mark is apparently, according to his transcripts, a licensed trauma surgeon. Trauma surgeon? Hmm. What does that mean? You know, like, um, emergency right, stuff. Cool. Specialty. Yeah. Oh, I did my best. I'm not a doctor. Yeah, no, no, cool, cool. What did you... I was like, is that, like, a super future psychologist? One of, of Ellery's <laughs> parents is a doctor, so I may have used the wrong terminology. Or, um, or I might just not be familiar with it, that's fine. <laughs> Um, not, not, not a futuristic no. thing. I guess I could have said, if I'd meant that, I would have said psychosurgeon, so I understand. Psychosurgeon. Well, that's a thing in Eclipse Phase, is when you, when you perform surgery on someone's consciousness mm. to remove things that they don't want there. Like trauma. Or maybe... You have attention deficit disorder and you'd like to be more focused, so you get a surgeon to cut out a key part of your personality. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Anyway. 
Um, oh, a doctor, Kelly says. Really? Hmm. I mean, the surgeons are useful, but why is he? Why is he escaping a lawsuit? Yeah. Must be a pretty terrible doctor. Yeah, hopefully he just crashed his car into someone. <sighs> um, Kelly looks over at Beatrice and says, Look, I... She doesn't want to say the word appreciate. She says, I, I understand your intentions and thank you, but I'm not interested. Do you say this at the table where they're where you're all talking? As an aside, right. not like to Mark. Yeah, so Mark is like, I'm gonna, you know, some of the other people have gotten up from the table to go talk to other people, and Mark's like, I'm just gonna get you two ladies a drink. And he walks off to the bar, and that's when you choose this moment to talk to Beatrice. Look, I was just trying to help you out, you know. All that time on the ship, then, you know, your months working hard to undermine me. Uh, <laughs> undermine you? Well, look, it's not exactly a family first message you've been broadcasting across the AR band. <laughs> I can't believe you. You come here and you spout this, this family first propaganda. What about back home? What about your family? Ooh, <laughs> what are we implying about Beatrice? Uh, or do we want to leave it nebulous for now? Um, you, look, you can decide if you want. I've got some thoughts, but it okay. doesn't have to be that way. I trust you to reveal them when, um, when it is the time. Um, look, I think... Hmm. Now, it says in here that you can do a thing where progress... Not progress. Where personal scenes... Okay, so personal scenes can roll straight into opposition scenes. Yeah. Yeah, so scenes can be very fluid in this game. Yeah. So I think... Um, oh, is this a social unrest? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. This wasn't the point I was expecting it to take. Yeah, so I think... Um, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you want to you play it that way? You want to... You want to call into question my commitment to my my organization and my my new life here on Mars? You know, you're we all left something behind on Earth, Kelly. You're not uh, you're not immune either. Oh, it cuts Kelly deep. Uh, because I'm going to foreshadow... If I get the opportunity to play a scandal, I want to have it thoroughly foreshadowed. <laughs> Very good. Um, and I think we roll into an opposition scene, and it's it's a pretty short one. Um, and it talks about... Um, so, Jace Williams, who is the lead anchor for the Martian uh, News Network, uh on his, so he has a normal like news show, like a evening news show, and then he has a late night show, uh, which is more editorial in nature and more, you know, uh, you know, it's a uh, Jason's hot takes, um, and in one of his hot takes uh, on his on his late night segment, um, he talked about. Uh, how uh, how K 
Kelly, you know, Kelly's Kelly's a great person. You know, Miss Miss Perkins. Uh, she she's she's been doing a lot to try and improve the education of of the young people of of Mars and, and get them to choose get them to choose good proper traditional jobs. But uh, let's not forget something about Miss Perkins. She's not married. She doesn't understand that the true, uh, the true uh, strength of a society comes from its family unit, and this this desire to promote non-traditional family models uh, here in Mars Colony, our home. Uh, where we have chosen to build a better life uh, is is uh, antithetical to our ideals. She flies in the face of our chosen culture. You know, this isn't just a culture that we were born into like most people on Earth. We chose this culture. We built the culture of Mars. And she's trying to take that away from you, uh, viewers. She wants to turn this whole place upside down. And, and you know, I'm in support of, of some of her policies and some of her choices and some of the recommendations she's made to the, to the Colony Council, but I just cannot, in good faith, support this tearing down of family values uh, it's a very compelling argument thank you uh, Kelly will respond. also fuck this guy what a fuck oh man anyway look the the the, um, the argument that we hold the majority uh, in this opinion and therefore we are right is actually pretty hard to argue against mm-hmm. uh, especially if you chose to join this this group of people mm-hmm. but it's fundamentally wrong um, uh, Kelly will respond yes uh, so that's still progressing uh, with a um, uh, uh, another social campaign mm-hmm. mm, yes um she is going to, um, on, uh, I understand that they're two different parties with different values and things, but on this issue, um, she's going to band together the Red and the Green Party, the mm-hmm. Socialist Party, which includes, the Socialist Equality Party, which includes social equality, um, uh, especially for the working class, mm-hmm. and the Secular Party, which uh, promotes uh, individual liberty and human rights. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to instigate... A, uh, 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 awareness of equality for all minorities um, and those two parties uh, um, uh, have the majority over the blue party mm. I'm interested to yeah I trust you to flesh this out as we go alright well. um, yeah so uh, it needs work but so that's, is that, that's is that like a lot of grassroots you know 
getting in, getting the the information out. I think it's the opposite, actually. I mm. think that probably um, Kelly uses her influence. And oh, so this sure. isn't a public campaign. This is you are getting these two organisations to cooperate. Mm. Okay, now I'm on the trolley. And now they have the majority. Right. So it's not a it's not a public response no. to that thing. No, not a social campaign like It's just sort of thing. like, hmm, interesting point. And then that point seems to go unanswered, but in the back doors of and back rooms of Mars we there are rumblings. So let's let's go. Um, so roll. First roll. Alright. Six and six. Nice. Twelve points. And it's so sad to have to um, sacrifice some progress straight away. Anyway, this is an outrageous success. Uh, um, uh, in our initial meetings, uh, we, we have just a few key members of the Socialist Equality Party and the Secular Party. Um, and uh, while they, they have their own their thoughts and opinions on many other issues... On this one, they're very unified and they're able to achieve a majority in whatever Senate or, or legislative uh, body there is for Mars. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, this, could, this could be legislation like marriage quality. Um, like, yeah, tear down those mm. Christian family values. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, and, and, or any number of other, uh, other um, sure. indoctrinated... Uh, uh, impositions on people's human basic human rights. Are you going to finish there, or do you? Ha- no, I'm going to keep going. <laughs> so before we move on to the next part of that, I think we should talk about what the poll, what the what the government of Mars Colony looks like. Sure. I, from the stuff you just said, I kind of envision a. Um, democracy like a, a a representative democracy without a leader i think that uh there's at least one governing body that has um like i think i think the mayor the chief of security and the chief of staff are all individual positions that people are chosen to do in the same way that you have like the minister for defense and things like that but the the mayor is not the mayor is essentially town planner and town hr and making sure that communities aren't fighting sure and i think chief of staff i'm not sure what chief of staff is but chief of security is clear and the council members are also part of that I feel like that the colony council is probably elected, mm. um, but also the maybe mayor's, the mayor's office, office is, just, is administrative. Right. So the mayor's office is administrative, and the council actually makes law. Sure. Right. And the council is just a council. Like, there's no leader of the council. Uh, it's like the Jedi Council. Although I feel like there's a lot more people on the council that than just those five. Those, I think five. these are the five influential members, or, or perhaps um, the five, yeah, five key ministers. But there are many other seats, yeah, um, to represent other. Although, how many seats do you need for only a couple of thousand people? Not that many. I think I feel like there's probably I. Uh, 
Um, Major arcana and minor arcana? Um, I reckon that there's probably um, uh, electoral representatives of the residential sectors, mm. um, 1H, and, but these might be the people who are the elected members for the shared sectors. So, like, the rec area might mm. have a person who is the minister for mm. um, physical activity and there might be, like, not minister I know for physical activity. Yeah, that sort of thing. Um, or there might be a minister for agriculture that is the elected representative of the ag dome, um, uh, <laughs> which will shortly be bombed. Excellent <laughs> 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 references. <laughs> cool. Great. Um, sure. I am going on. All right. It's a five and a six. Oh boy, this is so good. Uh, you know, it's interesting that um, once once these groups see that they can work together, once they see that um, that you can achieve social change by banding together and forming a true majority of what people really want. Mm. Um, it's amazing how how the the personal empowerment of that can be felt throughout the community, um, and how people really think that they that they can change other things as well. Mm. Cool, cool. Do you want to keep going? Um, look, yes, I always do. But let's that's twenty three points. You could push your luck. Yep, I'm going to. Yeah, Derek. Um, th- oh! One! So, I get no points for that. Um, that, that four is discounted. Um, and I'm definitely going to turn this into a deception. Okay. Because I want those... Uh, I've got turn off or...? 23 points. No. Besides, oh. it's a social thing. It's allowed to be fake. True. Uh, so, deception... Deception. Um, uh, you may turn any failure into an apparent success through deception. The savior adds the points he would have generated if he hadn't rolled a one to the colony health marker under the column marked lies. The savior gains no points from the roll that actually included the one. Sure. Um, to complete the deception, the savior moves. One token from admiration to deception. Um, the player, the players, then narrate how Kelly deceives the people into believing that her plan succeeded, even though it failed. So that that personal empowerment that's that's still felt throughout the community, but. The follow-through on the legislation, mm. totally bogus. People feel like they've you know, achieved social change, but really the colony continues to potter along as it did before. The two major parties agreed that there would be, or rather the, these, these two uh, minority parties banded together and agreed that, yes, we will uh, change the rules so that we can have... Uh, have non-traditional marriage but uh, then, here on Mars, but, but, more, uh, but we'll get to it in time. Yeah, we'll get to it in time, or a more powerful figure on the council yeah. um, uh, blocked it through some other means. We want to so. make sure that the legislation is airtight. Mm. 
And that's exactly. And I, does this figure represent someone in particular? Um, I don't think so. Okay, um, cool. Section that plays the narrate how Kelly, yeah, mechanically lies are no different from health points. Um. Oh. You can even do deception. Um. On uh, on the first roll. Yeah. Um. He does not generate any life points, but does avoid additional contempt. Because if you've got four people in contempt, you have to deceive or lose. Do we have contempt or deceive? How do you, when, when does contempt, contempt come into it? When I choose to not lie. Um, when I roll a one and fail, but choose to I'm like, to sorry, this didn't work. Okay, cool. So yeah, I don't think that that deception needs to be a person that doesn't say anything like that in here. Okay, cool. People still love me. Um, so I think, I think I'm gonna try and do another. Look, let's just conflict. Get this moving. Oh, I forgot to tick the eight, by the way, but I've just done it. So cool. Let's um, just. What is the next one? We can revisit one of these, or we can talk about population. Mm, we could talk about population. Sure, let's talk about population. Um, I think that uh, one of the count, one of the members of the Earth Coalition, um, uh, Representative Flanders, calls you into their office. Uh, you know, you get a message to to come in. You know, to come visit them, and you come in towards the end of the day, and Flanders is sitting there. Um, in there uh, on the second story of the council chambers um, looking out across the the domed city and they're drinking some kind of liquor, their shirt sort of top button undone and they turn to you and say ah it's chambers yeah I forgot Kelly's last name, Perkins. Miss Perkins! Um, uh, how you can't tell if he's slurring or using the proper salutation. Miss mm. uh, Perkins. Please, please take a seat. Um, I do so, sitting primly on the edge of my chair, mm. in contrast to his ruggedness, of which I do not approve. Yeah, I think he's got a beard. Because you know, he feels that that's the thing people do in space. They grow beards. Because, uh, you know, shaving, it could get into zero G, it could get into the, into the, into the consoles, forgetting the fact that, you know, he's in gravity. But maybe he grew it on the, on the shuttle ride out here. Who knows what he thinks. Exactly. Thanks, Kevin. Um, and he pours you a drink after he downs his and pours himself another one and splashes a little bit of it on the counter and slides you the glass and doesn't wait to see if you take it. It's, it's remarkable that these Martians uh, have the time and resources to grow... Uh, to grow... Uh, something to use uh, to make spirits especially considering that they are using more water than they're harvesting from uh, the regolith and the fact that their uh, crop yields are currently deficient and the fact that their re-nitrogen re-nitrogenization uh, program is 
failing uh, and the fact that they haven't built any new farms in uh, the last five years despite turning at least one of them into a recreational facility and yet they still find time to make a damn terrible scotch. Kelly sniffs the scotch gingerly. So this isn't imported from Earth? No, they made it here. They wasted valuable resources to make this here. Hmm. Interesting. And what was the schedule you referred to? Oh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, about this new proposal that uh, that one of uh, that uh, council member Stewart uh, brought up. He wanted to he wanted to uh, implement a a, a a a subsidies program in order to help grow the colony's population because they fear that uh, while there will definitely be a second generation of Martians, there will not be a third. And so they want to make sure that there's enough people in the next generation that the colony will be self-sustaining population and birth and death wise, which is hilarious in the context of how they're managing their resources. Uh, Anyway, his plan is to provide subsidies to uh, nuclear families so that they can have more children and also so that they can acquire uh, fertility treatments so that they are more likely to conceive. Indeed. Kindly forward all documents pertaining to the agricultural uh, crisis uh, to me and I will tackle the problem immediately. He sort of flicks with two of the fingers that are on his scotch glass and a little bit of the liquid falls out and as he flicks it you get a message that, you know, you have received documents to your inbox. Well, that was... Because we're already riffing on the expanse. In a really wet, not flat way. Cool. There you go. Population. Population. Um... We're going to tackle resources first, sure. Um, because it's ridiculous to tackle the the actual population crisis before then. Um, hmm. I like the idea that if we solved the population crisis, we just put population back on there again like well we put yeah like we, we, you, that, I think that's if, if we were truly focused on population we'd done that the last three scenes and got 40 points our next problem would be resources yeah like, <laughs> uh, but that's okay um, so uh, look I feel like I want Kelly to instigate prohibition <laughs> You know what, though? You know what about that? I'm pretty sure you can sell it to the family first party, even though they're probably the ones... They're, like, higher-ups are probably the ones wasting the money on the alcohol. They're like, oh, yes, we're producing our own alcohol here so that we don't have to import it from Earth so that we have delicious alcohols for our fancy party. And then their constituents are like, well, you know, 
we've got to we've got to avert the moral crisis on Mars. We've got to make this a dry planet. Yeah. And then they're like, fuck. Um, uh, we're going to call this section uh, reutilizing resources. Mm-hmm. Um, um, it's, Kelly's. It's not a prohibition. It's uh, rationing. Well, we'll see how many successes we get. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, because it could be it could be food rationing, uh, and it could be prohibition, and it can also be um, actually getting that uh, agricultural schedule back on track. Um, but that's that is what Kelly is looking at in is this. More actually wood. It is indeed actual wood. Just the, it's so seamlessly joined most of the time. It's a pretty exceptional job, isn't it? It's an excellent timber floor. Sorry, Ellery got this room refloored. Uh, it's very nice. It's a very nice floor. So it has great resonance for uh, music practice as well. It's t- going to be terrible when I have to put all the furniture back in. Mm. Um, Just leave it empty. Well, it's tempting. I actually did consider whether I might um, kind of have a Japanese-style futon in the cupboard and be able to pack it away every day, but I don't think it's practical. You know, uh, we could put hammocks in here. Mm. You could sleep in a hammock. Mm, where I would have to check the um, where the uh, um, what are they called? Studs. The, yeah, studs. Anyway, we've got one in the shed. Um, we'll have a look. Uh, cool. Um, is is that flushed out enough to be a myth? Yeah, I think that's a reasonable plan. Cool. Um, Recap it for the listeners because we got distracted and um, talked about furnishings. Kelly is going to uh, look very seriously at the distribution of resources mm-hmm. um, uh, and reallocate them. Cool. Here we go. Six one. Oh, cool. The plan is complete failure. The plan is a complete failure. Um, uh, Kelly starts to make... Uh, Kelly thinks that this is a plan that would have legs. Uh, uh, she, she thinks that she can get the blue party on side. Mm-hmm. She think, Well, she thinks that she can uh, loophole them into forcing them to agree with her. Mm-hmm. Um, but she can't. There is uh, an, an, an impressive amount of... Uh, resistance uh, in in terms of uh, um, uh, bureaucracy and paper shuffling, and she actually has no traction on this issue whatsoever. What happens? Um, nothing. Um, so is, this isn't deception. This is you're just accepting the failure. Yep. Uh, um, and may, in fact, I think uh, by her starting to talk about this, it, it makes the colony aware that there is a resource crisis, mm-hmm. um, but there is, there's been nothing done to address it. Because so... It, and anything that she's tried has been blocked. Yeah. Cool. So, part E, failure. When the saviour rolls a failure, they must move one token from admiration to contempt. Um, the only way to avoid this loss of reputation is to create a deception. So when you create a deception, do you move an admiration to deception or do you move a contempt to deception? Uh, it's, 
it's this contempt that I just move from admiration goes mm. to deception instead. Right. So before we weren't moved one straight to deception when we should have gone to contempt and then moved it to deception. Yeah. But that's fine. That's it. I just that's why I was confused as to how contempt gets activated. But sure. now, yeah, cool. So we've created a contempt. People appear well. A small proportion of the mm, people. I think are. some of the higher ups in the blue party are not impressed by your attempt to manipulate them. That's. I think that's fair. Um, and so they don't talk openly about the fact that you tried to manipulate them because that would suggest that they were manipulatable in the first place. Mm-hmm. When they want to project it, this air of we are firm and devout in our beliefs and we cannot be swayed. So even the suggestion that they could have been manipulated would shatter, potentially shatter that. But they do start to talk about how maybe, maybe Ms. Perkins is not the right fit for the job. And, you know, Jace has another hot take um, on his show about it. And, you know, there's a, there's like a, a, a 30 second um, piece on the main uh, nightly news about, oh, apparently... <laughs> And in other news, there have been uh, reported uh, some resources shortages uh, in some areas of the colony, and uh, the council and mayor's office have suggested that they will be looking into that. And then, like, on to a piece about, you know, the local cricket team. <laughs> I feel like that's exactly how the colony would respond. Perfect. Um, damn, it's back to me. Personal. Uh, yeah, all right. I think that Kelly is going to confront her sister about her uh, about the fact that Beatrice's party is throwing Kelly under the bus. What do you think? Sure. And you can choose to take confront however you wish. So where do we f- where do we find Beatrice? I wonder. Maybe you're at a bar. Um, oh no, Beatrice wouldn't attend an establishment like that. You're at a wine, um, bar. Kelly couldn't possibly be seen there. <laughs> it's not, it's not blue collar enough, it'll ruin her image with the socialist, uh, equality party. Uh, and um, also that resources thing she was talking yeah, about. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel like they're at a cafe. Sure. Which, you know, it's not like coffee is any less of a waste of resource. Oh, Kelly's not drinking coffee. No, no. That's hideous. Or it's fine, earth-imported coffee, which is perfectly okay. You're having an onion tea. Hmm, <laughs> interesting. There's a bit in The Martian where um, Mark talks about attempting to make a tea out of potatoes. Because he's just so sick of eating potatoes and keen to try any other way of... I wonder if you can get any of the nutrients out of them. Potatoes don't have a huge amount of nutrients. They're mostly calories. Anyway. But um, uh, what nutrients they do have are probably concentrated around the outside. Mm, That's Um, a fair point. So peeling your potatoes, not a great idea. Mm. Um, you can make a salad out of potato leaves, apparently. Leaves? Yeah, because there's an above-ground plant. Huh. Um, anyway. Miswa salad has blue potato in it. There you go. So, personal, you're at a cafe. Um, 
Uh, who's invited the other? Is it Beatrice or is it me? I think it's Kelly. All right. Or, you know what? I think maybe this is that cup of coffee that you've talked about getting ever since you've been here. And so it's just sort of been this standing date. I think maybe Kelly said a message saying, oh, are you ready for that coffee <laughs> that you offered me? And Beatrice is like, yes, that I offered you. Yes. So it, both of you feel like it was the other inviting me right sure. the other, but I think Kelly has an ulterior motive. Ah, uh, certainly. So uh, Kelly starts with a bit of a, oh, you know, so how was, how was your week? Does um, Beatrice have a husband? Yes, she does. Does Beatrice have a husband on Mars? Yes, she does. Okay. Um, and her husband is an active member of the Blue Party. Mm, but Beatrice oh. is more influential. That's going to put a strain on their traditional family unit. Mm. Mm, interesting. Yeah, you know, it's been, it's been good. And, you know, uh, I know that... Anyway, how's your week been? Well, it's, it's been a little bit challenging, to be honest, Beatrice. Um, and it's hard when there's only like two TV channels to fame that you haven't seen it. Yeah, heard the news. Especially when you're a politician. Like, there's no way you have to be like, oh, I hadn't heard about you. So, would you care to explain to me why your husband. Uh, Continue. Why your husband uh, has been so resistant uh, to this prohibition bill when it's, well, irresponsible is an understatement. Um, uh, I thought that this was a family gathering. I thought they were going to talk about family it is look he's he's just doing his job you know just um um doing his job well (laughs) I'm just trying to do my job which is need I remind you to make this colony livable. Kelly, isn't it, isn't it time that, that you and I work together a bit more? Shouldn't we put aside the troubles of Earth and and try and be a proper family again. Kelly is surprisingly open to um, uh, this avenue, which she perceives could benefit her personally, um, but is also wary of anybody involved in politics. Good choice. Look, I just... You know... This, your, you, your being here hasn't reflected very well on me either. It's, it's, you think that everything's just been hard for you. Things have been very hard for me and my family. You know, we've been, there have been elements within our, 
our, our, our friends that have been ostracizing uh, my children, uh, you know, singling out my my husband, being, being passed over for promotion, and and uh, I mean, it's not like you've made my life any easier. I'm, I'm constantly having to spin uh, new ways of, of dealing with your choices and and then there's the fact that my loyalty is constantly being tested now I can, I can understand why that would be hard for you Beatrice that's not condescending that's Kelly is attempting to be genuine yeah I don't know how Beatrice interprets that um Maybe, maybe I can do something that will cast you, me, us in a in a more positive light. Mm. But I'm going to need to have some more traction on a lot of these issues. Do you think you can work with me? Sure. Yes, I think we can work together to find a solution. I think that's the end of this scene. Cool. Can I jump into a progress scene with Yes, definitely. All right. I think Kelly... Um, beginning of progress scene thing. Um, then you have to cross a box. Yes. Thank you. Um, I think that Kelly uh, is going to um, look at this population problem... From the opposite perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got to do what the blues want uh, in an attempt and to, to raise the population of the colony, mm-hmm. which is a problem that needs to be addressed, mm-hmm. even though there isn't the infrastructure to support it yet. She's got to rely on the education, being able to um, cop the... Fill the gaps. Cop the... Uh, the, the, um, the yeah. Sure. Um, um, so what was what was it that uh, council Stuart, council member Stewart was saying about? So Stewart wanted there to be financial support for um, nuclear families uh, to receive. Um, to receive fertility treatments, uh, a push where um, to keep well, them churning out children. I think we can start with uh, our regular health checks, and um, and we'll see how the program goes and whether it's feasible. Hmm. Stuart thinks that's a reasonable compromise. Let's go for the plan. Let's see what happens. Oh boy. Oh. Oh boy, that's a one right off the bat. You know what? What? That's a one two. And I have one counter in deception. <laughs> so I believe that is in fact a scandal. Really? I think so. Um, let me double check. After a savior creates the 
The more deception tokens the savior accumulates, the easier it is for him to cause a scandal. Him. I hate that it says him over it. Uh, it alternates sometimes. Rarely. With a single deception token, the scandal occurs whenever the savior rolls double ones. Ah, uh, okay. two deception tokens, a scandal occurs when the savior rolls double ones or one and two. Alright, so, so it's just a failure. It's just a failure. So what are you going to do? Either way, contempt. And then what are you going to do with that contempt? Look, I think it can stay there. Okay. I think that that Kelly attempts to work with the blue party. In fact, she, she comes back to them. She says... Look, I think you've got something here that I can work with. Uh, I, I I think that this is a good idea, and they like throw it back in her face. Yeah, right. uh, we don't need your support. Uh, uh, and uh, are totally resistant to any any kind of um, legislative, legislative or social change mm-hmm. um, when they perceive her involvement. Yeah, even if it gets them what they want, it's like, mm, it's not worth it in their eyes. Sure. Um, and there is even even more en- enmity between Kelly and that particular faction, mm. um, is, is how I'm going to interpret that contempt. I want to do a personal scene where... Where... Remember the Dr. Mark? Yes. I want to do a personal scene where Kelly is having a meeting with Mark. Mark thinks it's a date, but it is clearly something to do with the colony that Kelly has summoned him. Mm-hmm. And then we'll take it from there. I have some other things I want to throw in, but we'll start with that. Um, all right. Trauma surgeon. Um... And he has that scandal, apparently, in his past. He was being sued on Mars. To be honest, on Earth, rather. I'm not sure that Kelly would want to get involved with him unless she had a really good reason. Um, why would she call him in? Is she, perhaps... Maybe Kelly wants to send him home. Maybe you're looking for an excuse to kick him off Mars. Maybe you've been doing this for a few people. Maybe you're reviewing non-essential stuff. I think uh, that Kelly's taking an active, a, a slightly more active role in terms of um, redistributing uh, personnel into fields which they where, where they where they are being more productive mm-hmm. in terms of the colony so yes you're a surgeon that's that's great that's really useful when there's an accident when something goes wrong we really need someone like you around but what are you doing the rest of the time how is your skill set actually helpful to this colony I've, I've gained access to your calendar mark and it says uh Every day, you, you know, the majority of the week, uh, you have mimosa brunches scheduled. Uh, and I think that the, um, the, the idea is that we've had this, I've had this meeting with a couple of other people as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think Mark comes in and he says, uh, 
So, uh, Kelly, uh, what can I do for you? And I think I think there's a couch in your office, and he lounges on it, even though you clearly want him to sit like in a chair. Uh, good day, Doctor. Uh... We didn't give him more last name. Um, Just say doctor. No, no, she's she's. This is um, formality. Um, doctor. Akia. Um. Sure, Akia. In lieu of anything else, Doctor Akia. Uh, <laughs> I see you've found a seat. I uh. I've been looking over some records recently, and there are some things that I'd like to discuss with you. Well, Ms. Perkins, I am in fact single. And I know it says that I have blue eyes in my file, but I prefer to think of them as aqua. Well, uh, Dr. Akia, I can see why uh, you are single, um, but in fact that's not the reason why I invited you into my office. Uh, could you please care to explain to me uh, the nature of your work over the next week. My work? Yes, yes, your work. Uh, well, I'm on, I'm on call on Friday uh, and, and, and Wednesday. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to be doing some, some training on, uh, on Sunday, uh, but uh, the rest of the time is um, for... Uh, Recuperation, uh, you know, to ensure that I'm fresh in the event of an emergency. Indeed. Uh, I understand that you are not interested in returning home to Earth. Look, originally this was a, a learning opportunity, to, but uh, I, I um, circumstances have presented themselves that it made me want to stay. And he smiles at Kelly. As if to say, I'm going to pretend that you're the reason I want to stay, baby. Rest assured, Dr. Ikea, that you will not be staying on Mars if your practice does not radically change for the betterment of this colony. You can keep your... Was it Wednesday training day? Um, mm, something like that. You, you may keep your training day. I'm afraid that the Monday, Tuesday will have to be reallocated to the Guild Hall of Medicine. You will be now training students. Uh, look, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, you know... Uh, As for your recuperation days, I highly suggest that you can find some useful activity to occupy yourself. Uh, do you show him out? That will be all. Um, do you walk him to the door? Uh, I think I gesture to the door from behind okay. my desk. Um, sure. Um, and I think you, uh, after you send him out, you get a message from, uh, from, uh, the chief of security, uh, a Mr. Lloyds. He sends you a message saying, uh, you and I need to have a drink. And we're going to move in to a... Mine? Oh, no, wait, yes, it's your scene. 
Uh-huh. I, he sends you a message saying you and I need to have a drink, and either that can be your next scene or it will be mine. Um, I am happy for that to be my next personal scene. Um, I Kelly accepts um, as we as we've spoken about. Uh, Kelly does have difficulty switching off and engaging in stress relieving activities. So mm-hmm. uh, she sees uh, this as as an opportunity to uh, to maybe take a bit of time off. It is important when these reminders come that we don't just shoo them away, as is our usual habit. Um, but also that uh, that he that um, uh, Lloyd is is a, a potentially useful uh, person to know. So why not? Cool. Um, uh, I think that Kelly does go to a bar for this, uh, okay. despite the fact that she uh, 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 is not a massive fan of liquor. Mm. Uh, but she does have a personal image to maintain as well. Um, Do you pick the bar or does Lloyd? Lloyd. Right. Because he is lived yeah. here. Nice. So he gives you the address of a bar, and when you get there, um, it appears it's on the edge of the dome. Um, you, it's it backs onto, or rather, it is wedged between two exterior access areas. Um, one is like a spacewalk area, and the other one is like a um, mechanics slash vehicle depot. Um, and this building is sort of wedged between those two spaces. Um, and, uh, it doesn't look like a bar. It looks like a machine shop. Hmm. Uh, I cast around looking to see if Lloyd's already here. Uh, where's the entrance? Uh, yeah. So there's like these big roller doors and then there's two front doors. Like there's two doorways that are the front door. Hmm. I approach... Uh, and one of them has like the mechanic shop on it, and the other one has a um, like a toilet sign. But it has a like a, a pin code security door thing. You know where it's got those big rigid buttons. Yeah. Yeah. I approach and and then take a step back and stand awkwardly, look up and down the street again. And you see a man walking towards you in like a a, a duster coat and kind of a um, um, a security uniform. And uh, of course, by now, several months into your stay here, you know that the security staff's uniforms double as um, environmental suits. Oh, I see. Uh, and so uh, Lloyd is walking towards you with a helmet sort of dangling from his belt. He says, ah, you beat me here. Kelly is very punctual. Uh, and you see him walk to the door and he presses a five-digit code in and twists the little lock and then opens the door and says, after you. Uh, I enter. Uh, you go downstairs and... Underneath this machine shop is a dirty, loud, um, vibrant and happy place. There's graffiti. 
graffiti all over the walls. People are just having a real good time. There are way too many people crammed into this tiny space, but it feels good rather than uncomfortable. Um, and he sort of pulls you to the bar and you see that there is a very, there's, there's not a lot behind the counter. It's not like rows and rows of alcohol or anything. Um, there is a, 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 a still on display, um, and then a bunch of little, um, packets in like, almost like card catalogs. Huh. I, um, well, I, I think back to my, my meeting with a certain counselor and make a note not to, uh, to go after any of the, uh, uh, um, the bad, uh, what was it? Uh, whiskey? Um, mm, the, the very bad whiskey. Um, and, oh, it was a scotch. Just a scotch, the, the bad scotch. Um, and ask Lloyd, uh, so what's, what's good to drink? I would recommend the blue water, or if you're particularly adventurous, red. Hmm. Uh, blue it is. Uh, so someone grabs a, uh, behind the bar grabs a glass of water, uh, and then they pull a Ziploc bag of blue powder. It's maybe... 50 grams of powder at most, a tablespoon. Mm-hmm. Um, and they hand the little bag of powder to you and the boy says, I'll have a yellow. They hand him a, a yellow uh, pouch uh, with his water. And you see him drink half of the water and then open the pouch and tip the powder into it. Uh, and it uh, effervesces a little bit as it dissolves in it. I open the pouch and take a sniff. This has a slight chemical smell to it. What's what's this made of? Intoxicants. I see. Uh, I took half a pouch into my glass of water. A full glass of water? Yes. Yeah, so you're attempting to dilute it, whereas he was trying to concentrate it. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad that we all read the language of the scene correctly. Uh, um, and take a sip. Uh, you know, it, uh, it tastes like slightly alkali water. Um, and you know, after a little while, it starts to feel good. Um, uh, here you were thinking this place would be wasting resources, but uh, they didn't grow plants and then ferment them. They just went straight for the purpose of alcohol. Mm. They made something that fucks you up. I can, I can see that I, I may have misjudged the situation. <laughs> uh. Look, this isn't a pretentious crowd. They just want to blow off some steam, you know? These, these are the real Martians. These are the people that help build this place. These are the people that keep things running. You know, this is, this is why I came here, you know. I knew that there would be people up here trying to ruin this planet like we ruined the last one. 
It's the whole reason I wanted to come up here, you know, a chance to build a new culture from the ground up. And who are the people that get to be in charge of it? A bunch of backwards, fucking ignorant Christian a-holes. Uh, Keep in mind that the family first party does not necessarily accurately represent Christian values. Oh yeah, definitely. Tiny little... Sorry, Christian a-holes. Not all Christians are a-holes. These are assholes who are also Christian. Uh-huh. And that makes it worse because Christianity mixed with assholery is... Mm. Real bad. Sure, cool. Yeah, no, no, no. I, uh, I understood. I, I think it was a reasonable clarification. A little disclaimer on there. Indeed, uh, that's fair. Um, and you start to notice his lips are a little stained with yellow. Oh. Drink so you can see when people have been drinking. I'm not sure if that's a good or bad idea. <laughs> and, uh, uh, yeah. Um, I think I think that that Kelly. Um, How does this scene go for Kelly? I think Kelly doesn't Kelly doesn't become wild. Mm. Uh, um, she's still reserved. She has a couple of drinks, but she has a good time, mm-hmm. um, and she she enjoys spending time with Lloyd uh, more s- than she thought that she. Have was. you seen the Titanic? Yes, I have. Have you seen all of the Matrix movies? Uh, yes, yes, I definitely have, but don't quiz me on which events happen in which one. No, 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 that's fine. So, in, I'm picturing a combination of two scenes as the vibe of this place. The, the stowage scene in Titanic, which is the scene where they're dancing in the, in the third class area. (laughs) And... And you're not necessarily the two that are dancing, you can be the background characters... And the rave at Zion from the second Matrix movie. Oh yeah, okay. I'm imagining the it's music. Wild. Yeah, the combination of those two because it's a small space. Yeah. But there's like an electronic drum and bass. We're dancing to the sounds of Eros. <laughs> sure. I think okay. It's definitely louder than Kelly would like it, but. She doesn't have an awful time. Mm-hmm. She has a nice time with Lloyd. Do you and Lloyd go home together? Uh, no. Okay. Does Kelly go home with someone? No. Okay. But Kelly is open to the idea of going out with Lloyd again, socially. Cool. Um, and I think we should have a break. Sure. Um... listening to insert quest here if you like what you've heard so far why not check out some of our other actual plays you can find us by searching for insert quest here on soundcloud wordpress and itunes thanks for listening and enjoy the rest of the show
we're back. Um, I have one last thing to add about the last scene. Okay. So we talked about like, you know, the social stuff, but we didn't actually address the initial message that uh, Lloyd sent you. I just dropped that S now forever. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Okay. Um, and that is, he sent you the message saying we should talk about that tattoo. Oh, D. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then I realized that it, would, it was actually your turn to posit a scene, so I just left you that hook to do with what you wanted. Oh, he said we should meet for a drink sometime. You were going to bring up the tattoo. Oh, I didn't actually bring it up. Oh, okay. Well, in that case... Look, the next turn. Yeah, I'll leave it then. Sorry, I thought that's what I it said is, the message It is, however, was. your scene. That's true. Um... <laughs> Uh, sure. Okay. What do I want to do for my scene? I think it's time for a... Something to come up. So Um, many things. uh, You know what? I'm going to talk about social unrest. So, um, on on the news tonight, uh, Sydney reports about a... Uh, Sydney, who is the, um, like, on-the-street reporter, uh, reports about, um, you know, underground... The underground night scene uh, in in Mars Colony. Um, You know, and she talks about how it's an important stress relief for some individuals, but there are others that, you know, think that it is a is a problem and how and, and she poses the question in her piece you know how can we how can we strike a balance you know uh, shouldn't shouldn't Mars colony be welcoming for all of its citizens and if some want this activity shouldn't we find a way for them to do it safely and and after the sign off Jace goes hmm well you know uh, that might be some people's idea of fun, but it's certainly not uh, my idea of Martian fun. Uh, and that's all he says on the nightly news. But then on Jace's hot takes, oh, he goes off. He's talking about the um, immoral behaviour, the giving in to debauchery. He, he, you know, says, oh, I've got some exclusive footage. Um, that uh, one of my uh, one of uh, one of my uh, my informants has delivered to me, um, and it's footage of uh, you know all these people partying and the music, and it's you know it it just looks like people having a good time, and sure maybe they're drinking a bit hard and whatnot, and then you see like you know there's someone getting a tattoo, and we can't quite make out whose face it is. Um, but you know they're there getting uh, getting their uh, back tattooed in the bar. In the bar. Yeah, all right. Um, uh, and then uh, and then when they're done, like there's a bunch of cheering and uh, you know uh, and someone like uh, and we see uh, the security chief come up to the person who is who is clearly the point of view for the footage uh, and offers them. Uh, a drink of this metallic uh, effervescent liquid, um, this metallic red colour. And the person's like, oh, no, none for me. And the security chief looks directly into the camera. Um, the as, security chief? Mm, Lloyd. Yeah, Lloyd. 
Okay. He looks directly into the camera as you... And it's at that point that the intelligent viewer realises that this person is recording using uh, some kind of augmented eye prosthesis. Uh, And he says, Are you sure you don't want to have a drink? Because you'd look mighty suspicious not drinking. Uh, And then it's when the video uh, cuts off. Uh, so that's the that's the confrontation. Uh, there is social unrest. There is tension between those that uh, want Mars to be a happy, enjoyable place to be, and those that think that this particular form of happiness is inappropriate. Uh, and so Jace is calling out uh, these people uh, and, and wants, uh, wants uh, leisure uh, precincts like this to be, uh, to be regulated and controlled and there needs to be a crackdown on these uh, underground uh, social environments. Mm. Interesting. Well, I think that uh, Sir Kelly Perkins, uh, I'm uh, just going to, sorry, pause this uh, potential progress scene for a bit of a zoom in on the personal access aspect of the last thing. So that's Lloyd uh, pressuring someone to have a drink or convincing an an undercover informer that they need to blend in. I think that that is Lloyd attempting to tell the person that is um, filming people without their permission that he knows what they're doing and would like them to stop Stop. or leave. Ah, I understand. Okay, good. Lloyd is using cop talk to be like, you are in the wrong place, son. Is it the bar that we went to? Yes. Okay. Uh, whether it's whether it's the same night or not, we don't know. That's up for that's up for Kelly to decide. Ooh. Or you know, a scandal. Wrong. Well, it's uh, it, it makes me shiver a little bit. Yeah. But uh, it was a close call. Did I get a tattoo? <laughs> no, I did not get a tattoo. Um, uh, um, but it's enough to make a take note mm. notice. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna have a progress scene. We're going to uh, examine why, when when sectors when when the sectors of Mars can be so spread out, we we can be miles apart from each other and travel there in less than minutes. Um, why we can't all be happy with this? And so we're going to um, initiate some some groundwork. For um, uh, uh, um, in, in particular residential areas, uh, uh, a, a no noise, like a, a noise curfew, mm-hmm. and in other places that's more relaxed, and in some places it doesn't exist. Um, uh, but uh, instead of instead of highlighting a a one particular location as the as the bar sector. Um, which, of course, will then be attacked by um, conservatives who think that nobody should do that. We're just going to uh, increase um, the amount of protections for our more conservative citizens in the 
high density areas where they reside. Mm. Okay, sure. That sounds like a plan. Let's see it. Show me them ones. Thanks. <clears throat> Good enough for you? Yeah, is that two ones? It's a one two. It's a one two. Again. Jeez. Oh man. Just not, they, they're not supporting any of your. Um, so, how does this fail? I think you kind of told us how it fails in the way you worded that. You are offering more protection to the conservative faction. Yeah. I'm trying to play to them, and they're like, no, we. We're not stopping here. I think we want it all abolished or nothing. I think probably the socialists and the secularists. Are, oh, are offside as well. Yeah, they're like, why? Why are you protect- giving them? Why are, do their communities get special protections? While oh, nonsense! It's for their benefit. Yeah, why do they get a benefit? It's for the socialist benefit, yeah, obviously. Exactly. So that they can actually keep their bars and nightclubs. Mm-hmm. But nobody sees it that way. No, they just see it as you trying to protect an already uh, powerful group. Oh, it's just trying to spin it in a way that... Appeal to them. Yeah, indeed. So, like, if your plan had worked, they would have been like, oh, yeah, let's give them what they want so we can have what we want. But you failed. Well... Well, what are you going to do with that contempt? It's going straight to contempt. Cool, it's going to stay in the contempt. <sighs> That's three contempt out of five. Mm. But uh, I'm more worried about just not earning uh, health markers. Yeah, indeed. That's lame. That's the third one in a row that I haven't earned any, actually. Mm. <clears throat> so, um, your turn. It is my turn. Um, personal, I want to see what Kelly's after work routine looks like. When you get home from the office, which is probably actually running around the entire colony, um, with your head cut off, um, I want to see what you do when you get home from work. So let's start with coming in that door, I suppose. Uh, well, she she catches the tube home from work, like any uh, good working Martian. Is the Martian... Is the actual dome city large enough to have an inner transport network, or would it just... Does everyone's bike everywhere? Uh, I feel like the... Um, the trains run between domes. Yeah, but you only have... It's one large dome, isn't it? Why not? Why? Why? Because that's the way we've described it. Oh, okay. Have we? Yeah, it's a large dome with the city inside of it. Uh... I mean, city in a loose definition. Okay. Uh, I can roll with that. Um, I imagine there is light rail, like a mm. kind of... Um, uh... Uh, not monorail or tram even, but, um, you know, those, uh, you know, sometimes it's like theme parks or things that they have, um, like a train that does a circuit around. Yeah. And it's basically a tractor, but, um, yeah. Or, or, or like, uh, 
um, or, or more like a billy cart, like a pilly cart version of a train. Yeah, uh, I think it's the high tech equivalent of that. It's all segways and. Yeah, you just um, there's there's this ring road that runs around the outside and around the outside, and, around the outside. Um, and there's maybe two things that just do the loop mm. day in day out, and so you can wait at the platform for like yeah. two, two minutes max for the next one, and you just hop on the open air. Yeah. Um, platform and it drives you around and you don't do anything stupid like sticking your head in the wall mm. um, because but no one is stupid mm-hmm. um, or at least you hope that nobody's stupid <laughs> then you need to call the trauma surgeon in and mm-hmm. he has finally has a job for the first time in weeks and um, <laughs> sure I think that works anyway so we got very distracted with um, fake trains no uh, no I think it was worthwhile talking about um, uh, and she goes home mm-hmm and what does Pilly like to do? I think I think Kelly likes to uh, experience other places. Ah, oh, so you're a VR junkie. Uh, yeah, and so um, she comes home and she does. Um, she does a bit of meager um, uh, food preparation for dinner. She she does she she's quite impeccably neat, and she does her chores early when 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 they're uh, when they're present, uh, and then she uh, she uh, hops on a headset and she visited visits um, favourite Earth locations or or a new place that she's never been or. Um, or uh, even just um, watches a, a vid about a documentary about um, about some new place. Not not actively learning skills that are practically useful, but um, learning about mm. um, uh, geography and history of particular places. I have a question. Mm. When Kelly was given this opportunity to help Earth and Mars. Was she? T- were you? Was Kelly under the impression that if things went well, this would be permanent? Um. Was there the perception that how how often is it that people actually return from Mars? Uh, infrequent, but it does happen. Mm. I think Kelly thinks of this as a long-term posting, like more than the term of her consultancy to the colony, but not indefinite. Mm. Um, she would return eventually. There's the hope of returning. However, there's there's many things that she wants to do here, like uh, um, uh, like suit up and and go rock climbing out in the, on the Martian landscape and um, and you know some other uh, stuff. I think the um, I think after Kelly has her her meal, I think the 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 VR experience we see her in um, experiencing for the rest of the evening is the uh, the XP of the person, the experience, the recorded experience of the uh, first person to uh, summit uh, Olympus Mons. 
that's a dream. Mm. One day, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm going to do all this training. <laughs> One day, uh, you two will go where some man stepped. She'll be the first one. Mm. Um, cool. Not that she's competitive. <laughs> Just a little bit driven. Cool. Um, uh, I'm going to have another progress scene. Sure. Um, uh, uh, before we mentioned that, um, that Kelly was doing some, some human resources management, Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and we even, uh, spoke about funneling some, uh, of the personnel into education options that were not being presented, Mm -hmm. uh, like otherwise. And I'd like to... Um, uh, uh, consolidate that into some actual roles. Yeah. So this is um, uh, instigating um, uh, guild halls for disciplines that are vital to the colony that don't currently exist. Mm. Um, uh, other options, variety uh, or versatility, or just new shooters when they're in demand. Sure. Let's see what stage one of that looks like. All right. Three, three. Nice. I'm going to be happy with some points on the board. Um, So, uh, um, it's not an outrageous success, but um, Kelly Hmm. has has already made a little bit of progress on this. Um, She's, however, going to ride it a little bit harder and see uh, how much buy-in she can get from local professionals. Oh. Uh, and that's not very much at all. Is that uh, two ones? It is two ones. Hmm. So, first of all... Well, this is going to be shit. <laughs> Failure. So... Play narrates Kelly's failure and how the colony continues to collapse. Um, but when it's a scandal. Does the scandal come first? Yeah, it's it overtakes. Oh, okay. It's a worse penalty. So we do we still move the contempt token though? Uh, uh I think so, but other stuff happens. Yeah, alright. Well, let me um, check scandal. In fact it's gonna be pretty awful. Scandal. Oh <laughs> Um When a scandal occurs, as with any other failure, the saviour moves one admiration token to contempt. Sure. Uh, Kelly then loses all high points from all colony health markers. So that's the 23 points for social unrest. Yep. Um. Uh, In addition, Kelly is shamed. The saviour must move all of their current deception tokens to contempt. Which brings us to five. Which brings us to five. So this is the end of the game. Mm-hmm. The player narrates a scandal. Uh, the players narrate the scandal as an intense failure. They should reference past covers, cover-ups and emphasise Kelly's role in the comics problems. So. Um. How does your attempt to... To diversify the education options lead to a scandal. Mm. And how does that undo your social work? 
So Kelly's um, uh, Kelly was 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 on a, 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 a she had accrued some project in this uh, some progress in this uh, with this method, but I think she tries she tries to push too hard in a in a area that was probably only worth about six points. Mm. Um, she doesn't realize how tenuous her position has become. Um, and uh, and how closely she's being scrutinised over the last few months as people start to realise, hang on, nothing's happening. I mean, she uh, if we if we have an action replay, she arrives and uh, her first progress scene. She has this amazing fourteen points to education. That's almost half. That's 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 half stabilized. Um, the next scene, she does uh, a, a, a she partially stabilizes social unrest, and then every scene after that, she's achieved nothing. Mm. She's either she's been uh, blocked or railroaded uh, by various political factions, uh, and I think that she's probably uh, in this instance. Um, she causes enough uh, disgruntlement around some of the experts that they probably collaborate in attempting to oust her. Mm. Um, Damn it! Maybe you should have dated Mark instead. Now it's just yeah. I so let's let's uh, let's see Mark as the ringleader of this. Mm. Um, uh, in he knows that she knows that he's fleeing a, a lawsuit mm. um, and. He doesn't want to go back to Earth. Uh, who knows what he did, but it's clearly more dire than she thought. Mm. Um, and so he decides to take her on as a political opponent first, which is a pretty bold move, but he's a... He's a bold kind of guy. He's a bold kind of guy. His eyes are aqua, not blue. And if he can't have her as a lover, he will destroy her. Oh, God, that's really disgusting. Continue. Um, uh, uh, so... Yeah, I think this um, alliance of not just the Christian right, but also um, uh, some other similarly um, uh, shamed um, uh, professional experts Mm. um, who Kelly has been applying pressure on to lift their game um, is enough to topple her um, and have her removed. Mm, I think tension, uh, I think communication finally breaks down between the Socialist Equality Party and the Secular Party because um, Kelly isn't there to facilitate it. Well, yeah, and also it seems like, you know, Kelly's undermining both of their messages. Like, she keeps, the Seculars feel like she's, you know, too in with the... uh, with the, the with the Christians and the socialists are uncomfortable by Kelly's um, implication that people could lose their jobs if they uh, and their place in on Mars if you know they don't meet her social standards because mm-hmm. they don't you know that's what Mark tells them you know oh well I just I, you know, just offered to buy her a drink and then she threatened deporting me back to Earth because Mark's a piece of shit. 
Mm. But um, I think that uh, uh, it's it, like it's amazing uh, how this snuck up on me. Um, uh, Kelly comes in all like hardline, like we will fix this, we will do what is necessary, and she doesn't realise um, uh, how tenuous her position is. Um. And I think maybe the thing that finally gets Kelly removed as the consultant is um, we hinted that your sister, um, Beatrice, had something from your past on Earth. Hmm. I think that um, that gets leaked to the media. So what is that thing... That finally makes it clear to everyone that you are unsuited to... Ooh! I think I know what it is. Yeah, you go, because I had something very different in mind for that. Uh, You know, originally I was thinking, what if uh, Beatrice was going to... My original idea, and I I think it's a bit um, both cliche and kind of... um, what is the word I want? I think it's kind of backwards. Um, was uh, I was going to suggest that maybe Kelly had an affair with Beatrice's now late first husband. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that Beatrice was going to leak that. But I think a far better thing for Beatrice to leak is that uh, Kelly, because you're the younger sister, um, we never discussed how much younger... I think when you were in university, um, you were part of a uh, movement of students that was very left-leaning that, uh, att- uh, that attempted to stop the Mars colony efforts, uh, touting it as uh, rampant imperialism, uh, waste of resources, um, an think, economic pitfall. I'm going to uh, I'm going to deny both of those. Okay, I'm um, up for something else. Uh, the first one because it's not in Kelly's character, and is the it? second one because um, it doesn't uh, go far enough. No. It's uh, because uh, even if because I think that she supports Mars Colony, she wouldn't have taken the position otherwise. Um, yeah, I was suggesting that but, it used to be a position. But um, I think that the, the, the ultimate shame thing um, mm. that, um, that Beatrice is the advocate of is that Kelly has a family back home mm. that she has been completely estranged from um, since, her, since her time here. That she hasn't. Ah, yes, because we talked about that in the opening scene. Good job. Um, uh, um, I say we, you. So uh, this, um, so Kelly has uh, Kelly has a husband or at least a partner back home, um, uh, and uh, I think we should and be, a young family. I think we should be honest now about what what the nature of Kelly's partner and therefore sexuality is. I think that. We've been oh no no no! Yes, so like yes, a uh, a, a a male partner who she had children with. I'm just not mm. sure whether they're married or not. Mm. Um, uh, but um, uh, she has actually she has actually forsaken 
her family in order to pursue her work, even before coming to Mars. Even the, even the socialists are like, Jesus, you just abandoned your family on Earth? Like, like this isn't abandoning your parents or your, or your, or, you know, your, 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 uh, your, your siblings. You straight up abandoned your kids. That is... You could have brought them with you. Everyone hates Kelly. Hey, and then Kelly gets removed. Um, so, um, after forced removal, Kelly's tenure as consultant to the colony ends. The players may define why Kelly is no longer wanted or needed. We've done that. Um, or they may leave the question open-ended. The players do not narrate an extended epilogue. Instead, they each it narrate just, a final vignette. It just stops. We yeah. don't get any more plot. Yeah. Um, so, um, the governor describes the state of the colony at the end of Kelly's run. The governor should decide whether the colony is failing or succeeding. Uh, or succeeding. The savior narrates a similar picture, but from Kelly's point of view. Um, I guess I'll go... There are a few hard guidelines, but I should consider the following. For the governor. Mm, that's relevant. Yeah, you'll need to re... Uh, basically, um, it tells you when to give good ending, when to give bad ending, yeah. based on health markers. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm good to go. So, I think... I think the colony... While the colony is has this small uniting moment where a lot of voices in the community feel like Kelly needs to go. At the very least, she needs to be removed from this consulting pit position. Some people are saying that, you know, there could still be a role for her in Mars. Um, and while the colony... The colony is... is united for that moment and then go back to their squabbling, it feels very... Natural. It feels like the status quo. This is the nature of the Mars colony that we have. Um, and things just keep going and people keep ignoring everything that is going wrong below the surface. These things that are not obvious. Um, but, you know, the status quo is restored now that Kelly is removed. Hmm. I feel like Kelly Kelly reflects on this that she didn't do anything wrong. Um, she's not the she's not the kind to wa- uh, wallow in her own pity, but she feels disappointed that she didn't do anything wrong. She just didn't do enough right. Um, uh, is, is how she feels about this, uh, and. Um, uh, she has no interest in staying on Mars. Um, she feels like this is that that this is the um, the the failure of her stellar career. Um, uh, while she's waiting for the um, the the uh, um, the transport to take her um, to Earth, uh, she spends a little bit of time exploring the Martian landscape. Uh, but never gets to climb Olympus Mons. Um, and then she goes back to Earth. 
Can I add one more thing to the vignette? Sure. I think as we see Kelly exploring the Martian landscape on that spacewalk, we can see a figure in a dusted cloak behind her somewhere and we see Kelly look down at her communicator and there's that address highlighted uh, just saying home and and I think that's where it ends so we, we don't we don't know whether she calls home we don't know for sure who the person is in the background we know that she's leaving Mars hmm. but we don't know what awaits her when she returns great game over hey I, I kind of like Mars Colony I um Actually, so just before we jump back on the recording, we had a quick discussion about whether we were gonna, whether we thought we should keep going or not, whether it, because it had already been two hours of recording and whether it was gonna be a bit long. Keep and going. Then, <laughs> definitely the right. Choice. And then, and then, because um, we thought if it was gonna be like the first half, we'd have like another two hours or something of recording, and then. Well, we still had another five progress things. Yeah. If you even get up to them. <laughs> yeah, and then. Um, I was I was feeling pretty comfy on three contempt uh, and to start taking more deceptions when I got close to five, but. And yeah, then wow. things three, three is close to five, as it turns out. Um, the thing I'd like to say about the game mechanics of this is um, when I was reading through the manual, I thought that the rolling mechanics, it just sounded brutal. I thought, there's no way you're going to be able to generate enough health markers um, in most games of Mars Colony, you, you're going to be struggling to generate enough health and lies to get to 40 points on each thing. And it mentions that in the rule book again. What I didn't anticipate, though, is that uh, getting the points is not, um, is, is, is not even the tricky thing. It's, it's having these tokens. You've, you've got nine tokens, and, uh, and it feels like a lot. Um, but uh, it, it gives you a, it gives you just enough wiggle room um, to hang yourself. Um, <laughs> uh, it's uh, I, I think it's a really great balance between trying to get points and trying not to get contempt uh, mm. tokens. Um, I do feel like I had a very unlucky run for four scenes where I got no points. Mm. Um, but you know if that happens. Um, there. There's a, there's a book series that I read a few years ago now that I, um, that I really love um, for a bunch of reasons other than the reason that they were re- uh, recommended to me. Um, but, uh, and that's the owner's novels. And there's some disgusting misogynistic stuff in there, but there's also some really nice points about the nature of ownership, the nature of freedom, and also the nature of leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a whole subplot in that series, I think it's mostly in book two, about this woman who has is on the Martian, is in a Mars colony, and is kind of one of the almost leaders of it in a kind of um, engineering kind of role and her struggle to try and convince the political officer who is the technical person like technically the person in charge 
trying her trying to convince him not to do stupid shit that will get them all killed because mm. it's in line with the politics of Earth and also her trying to do that and not have him use his super soldiers to kill her yeah. and then um, what happens when that becomes impossible and then her struggle to keep the Mars colony um, alive mm. and surviving like during their conflict um the bad guys turn off the fusion reactor. And if you know anything about fusion reactors and the way we think they will eventually work, once you turn a fusion reactor off, it's very hard to turn them back on. To the point where, like, my understanding of the current problem with fusion reactors that we have in our real world is that we don't have enough energy to turn one on properly. Because pretty much the only thing strong enough to ignite a fusion reactor, like, that has enough power is another one so like once you have one you could go yeah sure but um but anyway so like there's this whole yeah. so there's this whole there's this whole progression of scenes where she's like a bunch of us are gonna have to die uh while we try and conserve enough power to turn the reactor back on huh. um and and and, and, and so like i was thinking about how you could do a, a game of mars colony that it was very much about like we are all un- we are mostly united in purpose. There are people that disagree about how we should get there, and like all the problems are just like resources problems, which could be interesting. <clears throat> I thought that it was it's a fantastic amount. When when I was first reading through all the material that you generate, like having all those names mm-hmm. on the organization chart, I thought it was a bit overkill. But I actually think that this is a brilliant amount of resources to generate in the pre-game mm. um, to not be at a loose end while you play as well. Yeah. Like, we never really had to think of... Like we can just we can just much. pull names off the organisation grid. We did introduce, like, one or two other characters. Yeah, Mark um, and stuff. But... Uh, but it was it was pretty basic. If you've got if you've got a a, a, a sympathy, you could just flesh out their family. Um, mm. uh, in, in, in like um, if, if you've got a well fleshed out sympathy, we've got four other real world fears. Oh yeah, for... we should we should see what those were. I think. Really? Yeah, I think we should tell them what they were because we didn't get to them in game. <laughs> okay, uh, watch out, Australian government, you're going to get slammed. Um, so. The next one in the list... Oh, but the thing I was going to say is that we didn't actually need to use them. Yeah, um, indeed. We never got stuck enough to use them. Uh, um, we actually have another plan for another game of Mars Colony, because so in Mars Colony it recommends that you, you... It says that you should... When you're generating your political parties, you should use current real-world political parties... We also made a list of political parties based throughout history. Yeah, throughout that would history. Be interesting to so suppose. We have we have the oh. nuclear disarmament party and the and one of the Roman you, legions. You need Roman of, centurions, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you definitely need some Nazi party to you know belt it out between it. Yeah, I think we went. With, um, I think we went with Spanish fascists. Oh yes. Okay. <laughs> anyway. Uh, that, that would be a fantastic game yeah. for our... So we have that plan. And there's also a sequel to Mars Colony um, called Mars Colony Zero or Mars Colony Dark. And I'm not quite sure what the themes of that one is, but I know that you're... I think it's more about being the leader of a revolution. And the, and the main character is not Kelly Perkins, it's another person. Well, of course, she's... 
Regardless well, I'm not, I don't think it's a sequel in, like, they directly follow, but I think it's a sequel in terms of, like, game design. Sure. Like, they have similar design principles, but they explore different political stuff. The other thing is... This well, is, like, basically about trying to solve someone else's mess. And I think... The, I, my understanding of the other Mars game, which I've only looked at once, is that it is about trying to, like, overthrow oppressors. Yeah. I, I really love that Kelly Perkins has the name Kelly Perkins. You don't choose the name of your character as the survivor um, because, um, look, if you earn uh, 40 health markers on three issues, then well done. I heartily congratulate you. But in the vast majority of the game, games, that's not going to happen. Um, I like that nothing it, is established about Kelly other than she is... An, well, other than they are, because it's not explicitly yeah, stated that no, Kelly is a woman. Um, other than the fact that Kelly is an is some kind of expert and has been chosen hmm. to come to Mars and solve this problem, but like they never. But the, it's very easy to feel disappointed mm. uh, in a lot of fiction first games where failure is ne- is not mm, necessary yeah. but is possible mm. um, or even likely as with this one. And I, I actually feel like, although there is that tiny little sting of, oh, I failed, it was actually more interesting to narrate the failure mm. than disappointing that the failure occurred. And I think having something as, sense, as, as, as uh, simple as having uh, the protagonist named uh, by the game designer is a really sensible choice in that sort of game. Mm. Uh, what are our other cards that we didn't get to? Um... I fear the destruction of long-term survivality uh, in favour of short-term... Survivability. Survivability in favour of short-term um, uh, profit. Mm. Uh, we'll talk about that one afterwards. Um, uh, the violation of our most basic human rights, um, i.e. refugees and minority groups. That's interesting that we both have that one on it. Yep. Uh... uh um, I worry that my government seeks to destroy its people. Um, and finally, um, <laughs> a complete lack of vision and social leadership on an international scale. Because um, at the moment, the Australian government just doesn't really do anything. The Australian government has no spine! And both of our major political parties are... Well, they're not... I don't like to say they're basically the same. But they both lack spine. They, well, they just haven't yeah, done anything. And oh look, there's a there's a topical thing. Let's let's have a postal vote that's completely non-binding. Uh, um, instead of actually just legislating something like we're, we're meant to do. I mean, we talked about that in we referenced that in session, which I'm glad that yeah. we did. Well, of which course. I mean, with the we, I feel like our arts party almost never came up. Well, it was pr- it was fringe, yeah. and Kelly wasn't involved. And it wasn't the starting organisation of any of our... Mm. We did talk about them at one point. I'm I'm glad we at least referenced them. Four parties is a lot to keep track of. Mm. I Um, think two would be really interesting. A two-party game... Oh, I think two parties you could definitely play. I think a three-party game is probably the most interesting Mm. if you want to give equal weight to each party. In a four-party game, it's going to be really easy to just designate something as not important as the others. Do we want to talk about what we learned about role-playing? Because we talked about how we felt about the game, but what did we learn about role-playing? I think I've kind of spoken about that, but, um... Uh... 
Do you have thoughts that you want to present? I think that this game, so something I um, started trying to force myself to do a few years ago, um, early in the podcast, was um, I have a forceful personality and I also have strong ideas often. Um, and so if I wanted to in a game, um, it te- it, it's very easy for me to find ways to make my ideas happen. Especially in role, like in role playing games that have a heavy focus on individual player agency, mm. um, and so I've been trying to avoid forcing my narrative to take center stage, and I did that um, a lot in um, in Blades in the Dark. Um, I tried to. Um, let the other players come up with ideas before I suggested stuff. I try and ask you guys what you wanted to do before I suggested stuff because I didn't want my idea to be the one that came to be. And I felt that this... This felt comfortably collaborative. Indeed. Most of the time. Yeah, I felt that whenever I felt that whenever I suggested something, it was clear that it was a suggestion mm. because one player was the one in control of the scene. Like if it's a, if it's a, if it's a government, if it's, what are the government scenes called? Opposition? Yeah. Yeah. If it's an op- opposition uh, scene, I, then I can, I have the right to decide which one we go with, basically. And I don't think Kelly has to act on them, does she? Like... Uh, I don't think so. I think she can ignore them. You, you can it just foreshadows that it is an issue. Yeah. It's just that we played it, that we just rolled straight into progress because that's the kind of Kelly we but, had. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, if you had, if you had the, we talked about beforehand having a Kelly that was. Look, I think that we should reserve. Uh, okay. That because All right. Because I think we should play it. All right. We talked about other kinds of Kellys, and I think you could have a Kelly that um, that doesn't immediately act. That's like okay. Mm. I'm going to do a personal scene. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm going to do a personal scene. Uh, I guess I'll do another opposition scene then. It's like, cool. The riots get bigger. I'm going to do another personal scene. What are you doing? <laughs> uh, I do think it's, like, it's it's really important to um to space. like so, Sometimes you have pros- oppos- oppositional scenes and progress scenes that flow together, and that's great, but it's really important to have a personal scene. I, I actually, think those personal scenes are really important for um, breaking up. and. Yeah. I think that uh, you should probably start with two personal scenes. Mm. Um, uh, that's an idea. Uh, because, and, and they're the hardest ones to get started with because you've got the roughest sketch of what's going on. But it also, um, uh, if you don't do them, then when are you going to do them? Uh, mm. <clears throat> and it gives you a bit of insight into the like, the, the Mars environment. I think um, oh. if I get to be Kelly, I think for my vignette to establish Kelly's abilities, um, I would probably do a scene of her un- either unpacking her home, uh, unpacking it, her new house, on Mars, or maybe even packing up her house mm. on Mars. Hmm, interesting. Or that, or that classic astronaut movie scene where the person has to explain to their loved ones why they're going away to space. I do have one more uh, piece of advice in terms of gameplay, mm. and that's while it's, it, while it's certainly possible to play this game with just 2D6... 
I would recommend having a bunch more so that instead of having to remember what you rolled, mm. you can just roll 2d6 for the first one, leave them there mm. if they're not ones, and roll the next 2d6. Which is what we did. Which, which is what we did today. Because yeah. um, I, I think if you are lucky enough to get three or four sets of 2d6, then holding on to the number that you're up to in your head is going to suck compared to just counting them up mm. um, when you stop. Cool. Well, um... I thought that was a very good session. Yeah, uh, a cool. very good, uh, very good two-person side quest. Mm, I agree. Um, cool. Cool. Um, farewell from the past. I'm Raymond. And Larry. Hey.